Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. I'm Quinny. I'm Jay. Happy New Year, everyone. It's been a while since our last episode at Razor, which I hope you all enjoyed. We certainly did. Um, have you been, Jay? It's been a while. I'm sound. Well, I'm nearly sound. Like bad and fussy. I'm all right in terms of myself, but football-wise, not the happiest. No. How are you? Yeah, pretty much the same, to be honest. Footy-wise, shite. Me, sound. So... <laughs> Let's just talk about the shite. Eh? <laughs> Everton. Not that shite. Um, no. Not quite that shite anyway. <laughs> yeah, last few games, to say the least, I've been shite. Um, <laughs> Is this a common theme to this podcast? Let's do this shite it's, podcast. It's going to have to be this one, I think. Um, yeah, I just don't know what to say at the minute with us. Um, last night against Southampton, we were completely toothless. Um I just, <laughs> I put it on Twitter, I've, I've ran out of negative words to describe us in the last few games and it's just pissing me off. I feel like we're a bit guilty of being that spoiled with how good we've been, that we've stopped learning to accept defeat. And like, it is piss, it's it's making me, how angry and how losing than I've ever been because we're not used to it. When you were getting twatted, when we were under Roy Hodgson and that, you were just getting used to it. So it was like, yeah, here's another one. But now, it's like, fucking hell, this can't be happening to us. But unfortunately, it is. I, I do think it's a blip, but it's a blip we've got to get out of. Well, we had to get out of it last night, really. Yeah. Um, we, we've, we've fallen into the trap again, but um, it's it's not looking great, lad, to be honest. And it is a bit dramatic, but there's, there's no sign of any of the key players coming back anytime soon. The players that have come back look a patch of themselves. Um, it's not looking I'm not too positive at the moment based on what I'm seeing No, recent weeks it, it is hard to be to be completely positive about it I mean last night for me the only positive I can really take out of the game was Thiago playing the full 90 minutes but I mean he was, was shy he was, yeah well yeah he was walking on eggshells for the whole game because he got booked after three minutes his passion was nowhere near what it was like when he came on against Newcastle he looked a different player uh, obviously, he's world-class, so there's no point even criticising him, but I've seen someone comment on Twitter saying, can we all stop wetting ourselves when he plays a five-yard pass? The same pass that Henderson does five times a game, you know what I mean? People are yeah. milking over it. I think it's just that, we talked about it before, I've me some players walk on water instantly, yeah. and some players don't get any acknowledgements. Don't get me wrong, he still had some of them fantastic passes last night. I think there was one on, on the half volley he done over to Robertson which was just phenomenal. And he, he had sort of one or two of them, but he didn't have as many as he did against Newcastle. I say against Newcastle, he was complete. He was the best player on the pitch against Newcastle. He was only I, on I just feel minutes. like all he was against Newcastle, he was absolutely brilliant. I don't think he misplaced the pass, but I think against Southampton, he was playing passes like that just for the sake of it, for the flair. 
it's like a goalie making a super save for the cameras. There wasn't no need in it. We need to speed the game up. And he was doing flare passing and that, and just thinking, just fucking, just get it, the ball into the front three. But uh, let's go on. Let's talk about the uh, the first cock up then. What? Which Alexander Arnold? No, in in the first game that we that we lost. You lost me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> we're talking about we're going to talk about the three games, aren't we? So go yeah, back yeah. to the first one. West Brom. Um, just didn't kill them off. Um, fucking got our got our goal quite early on. I can't even remember. I've, I've erased it from my memory to be honest with you. <laughs> got our goal we, fairly early, didn't we? And just never killed them off. See, this is the thing. Like the same again. Never killed them off, and then Newcastle can't score past them, and then Southampton couldn't couldn't buy a goal. I don't think we're necessarily playing bad football. We're not playing bad. We're a bit sloppy at the back. Individual errors are costing us, but we're just lacking that intensity going forwards and that clinicalness in yeah. front of goal. Like yesterday, like West Brom, I think Andy Robbo put up at least at least five balls in the six-yard box in the first half an hour. Mm. Um, we, you, you could be four or five up, but then they could score two. So it's just one of them games where it's just mad. Yeah. I mean, the last few games, we just we just haven't been clinical. Last night, I mean, people are blaming the, like, the officials and the referee for last night. Don't get me wrong. Referee had a fucking shocker. But if you if you don't have your first shot on target at the 75th minute, you can't blame the referee. No, you can't. But I do understand where people are coming from. It's not... It's not the first time, it's not the second time. It, but it was there was four four issues in that one game alone yesterday yeah. where we should have got free kicks and penalties, players getting booked, etc. But um I just there's just there's just something missing at the minute. There's a little bit of spark on. I don't know whether they're a bit tired or whatever, but I think teams know how to nullify us now and just stop our attack. And yeah. that's what's scary because Salah could have literally been an oldie yesterday, didn't look past the game whatsoever. Thought for me, you know, tried his ass off. Thought Mane was was brilliant in parts, but again in front of goal was shite. Yeah. Robbo getting the ball at the edge of the six six yard box and trying to cut it across goal instead of whacking it. Mane done yeah, the that same. Baffled me. For me, you know, done the same. And I'm just thinking, just fucking whack the ball towards goal. It's all mm. you can do. It's not not our day. Whack it towards the goal. And it's gonna let someone and go in, or you're gonna get a corner or an hand ball or anything. Yeah. But they're just not think they're not on the same wavelength as they were. I don't know. I think at the minute, I think the mission Jota, who has come in, took his chance, and he's kind of he's just been shooting on sight almost, you know what I mean? He's been creating the chances himself and shooting and it's it's going in. And at the minute it feels like the front three aren't willing to just shoot for the sake of shooting. And sometimes you need that, especially in games like the last three we've had. See, I think with Jota's different, Jota's exactly in terms of going towards goal, he's exactly like Mane and Salah, where he'll run in behind. And when you've got three doing it, it's virtually impossible for four defenders to stop three players doing that. Whereas when Firmino's playing and he drops deep, there's only two players to defend against, if you get me. Yeah. So I think that's where there's, there's literally no space at the minute. People that know to defend a bit deeper against us because we get in behind. But to say... We were, we were lucky against Palace, whereas we could have been we could have been two down. We ended up scoring. We scored again. We ended up putting seven past them. Bad day at the office for them. 
thought it wasn't a seven nil game. It could have been three two on another day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of them days where we've took our chances. We've been clinical. Some absolutely brilliant goals, but then it goes the other side. Then and we we can't even. We're not even shooting. We're not scoring. So you've just got to take it. You've got to take it on the chin a little bit and say, sometimes your luck runs out a little bit. And fingers crossed, you fucking find it again very soon. Ideally, the next day for the Villa. You think last night in particular? Do you think it was it was a mistake playing Henderson centre half? Yeah, I think he I think he was desperate to give Oxley time and Thiago, and you have to have Henderson on the pitch. So it's it's one of them. I think Matip was on the bench. You've got Williams there. You've got Phillips. They've, they've played. They haven't really made mistakes. The only mistake seen from Williams was just a lack of pace. Yeah, That wasn't even a mistake. It was just a lack of pace. It was just one of them. And it didn't amount to nothing. But, yeah, I think Henderson should be starting in the midfield every single week. Thiago's a flair player. I'd have quite liked to have seen Thiago come on yesterday on the 60th minute to change the game. And we didn't have we didn't have what what was required. Shakiri, yeah. come on, didn't do much. Minamino had his best game for Liverpool against Crystal Palace, hasn't kicked the ball since. It's madness. Um but yeah, I think if play one of the kids alongside Fabino until Matters completely ready, play Anderson midfield. Oxlade for me. Never, never touched the ball yesterday. Never got about. Never done anything. Neither did Ronaldo. We were just shite all over the pitch yesterday. Yeah. But you can't, you can't just change your midfield like that. No, it's you can't change your midfield like that, lad. You just can't. I just, I'd just like to know what Klopp's sort of thinking was. We're going with this, you know, having the five midfielders on there. It, we didn't really, we didn't gain anything from it going forward, and we wouldn't have done anything different defensively if we'd have just started Williams or Phillips. Um, I think the only, to be honest, I don't think that goal we actually concede if Henderson's in midfield because I see I don't know who it was. I seen a video of it and um, Henderson's Henderson, telling Wayne to well now Henderson's telling Wayne Alden to come closer to him all the time and because he's done that, it's left Alexander Arnold with a two against one, even though we had seven against their three. So Henderson's telling them to come back all the time. A natural centre half wouldn't do that. He'd he'd sense that there's another man there. Don't get me wrong. How Trent's missed that fucking ball, I'll never know. It just summed up his night. He was absolutely pathetic. Worst player like, on the pitch. He was terrible, lad. And to like to be honest, I've said it a few times. We've said it on loads, loads of our podcasts. Now I feel sorry for whoever's playing in defence next to him because he just fucking doesn't get back and he doesn't defend well. And he's he's literally now he's trotting around the pitch like like a superstar. And this might just be because because he's being shit and he's annoying me a little bit, but he is. He's trotting around the pitch like a sub- superstar, but he's fucking up and he just uh, he sucks his lip and doesn't he head in. Every time he fucks up, he sucks his lip and then just he just looks a bit like he he thinks he's the finished article and he's absolutely far from it at the minute. His delivery is great, but even that was shit yesterday. Yeah, it's been shit this season. He's had a few good crosses into the box. Um. Personally, really, really do hope Klopp has a word with him and pulls him out the next game and plays Nico Williams. Because he can't... I assume you mean the FA Cup game there and not the United Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nico Williams against Villa. But I just just think he's got it ready-made. He's got no no proper competition as he at the minute. 
So he can't do no wrong really because there's no one to put in. And I think I think we might see a difference on against Villa. Yeah, I mean, Henson to be fair joked about this sort of thing on it is in Robbo's little show they had on Instagram, didn't he? Where he's saying he just brought me in to cover your asses like he'd always do. And it's true. And Henderson couldn't do that last night because he was playing centre half. And I think that's that's affected us last night as well. Um but you don't see the differences with with Trent and Robbo is Robbo's at the work to get where he is, where it feels like Trent's obviously at the work, don't get me wrong, but he hasn't had the same football and upbringing as Robbo, you know, come from Queen of the South to, to Hull, then to us. It's like he's had a completely different journey to get to where they both are now. And Robbo always is, is willing to put the work in, whereas Trent, as you say, sometimes he's just strutting around the pitch like he's fucking, like he owns the place. Well, that's what I mean. If, like, as I say, if I was playing next to, to Arnold, I'd be, I'd be part shitting myself. Even Henderson got caught a few times because he was having to cover right back. Mm. And then you've got Fabinho having to cover the, the right centre back. And then you've got Robbo having to do left centre back and left, left back. It, it's hard. It's yeah. really hard to do when you've got one defender not pulling his weight. And he literally said before, I don't know whether it's a thing where Klopp said to him, just stay on the halfway line. But if I was Andy Robbo, I'd grab him and stay in and say, look, you lazy little cunt. I'm fucking getting up, getting to the corner flag and then busting a gut to get back and making tackles. And you're still on the halfway line, just strutting around. And it, it is, it's annoying. He, he's got great potential. He's, he's shown how good he can be in games, but he's far from the finished article and he needs to realise that soon. Yeah. I mean, talked about it so many times. Oh, like we've had a little go at Gomez, and it might it might come across to to listeners as it being a bit dramatic. Like we've lost we've lost the game and we've drew a few games, and you know we're starting to turn. But it's not. It's, you've got to be realistic. We can't sit here and keep saying, "Oh, but he took that corner against Barcelona. Oh, but he's put four crosses in. Oh, but it, you've got to you've got to judge them on what they're doing now. Yeah, and he's been pissed poor all season. That's not. I don't think he's had a good game. Yeah, I mean so, it's the same as we can't keep saying we're top of the league. I mean. That that might not at the minute that's not lasting at the top of the league. Like United at the minute need a point to go above us in the league, and it's their game in hand next against Burnley. So I'm not expecting Burnley to do us any favours, but we shouldn't need to. We shouldn't need Burnley to be doing us any favours. United is shit. They shouldn't be near us, but the fact that we've been shit means they are. It's one of them seasons where everyone's shit, but eventually someone's gonna pick the, the title up by the scruff of the neck and run away with it and it's going to be Man City or, or Man United because we've still got major injury problems and I'm not saying we're not we're not going to be in the title race come the end of it but I just can't see how how we're going to turn it round from the squad we've got mm. I just really can't like Man United Oli Gunnar Solskjaer has been absolutely slated but he's doing well there Man City have been absolutely shit but they're still grinding results out now Still winning games, and we we had a five point lead over them, and I think now if they win their games, they're two points ahead of us. Mm. So it's um, say it is a bit it's a bit concerning, it's a bit worrying, uh, but as you say, we have we have got a fan base now that are saying, oh, we're top of the league, and then when we're second in the league and third in the league, they'd be going, oh, but we're still champions. You've got to have a bad time, but you haven't. You've got one of the best managers in the world, one of the best squads in the world but unfortunately we're absolutely battered with injuries yeah um so what do you do 
Well, that's it. I mean, one so one one thing I did want to ask, and you've kind of already answered it, uh, is can do you still think we can win the league? Yeah, we can. Of course, we can still win the league, but it could literally go both ways. We could. Everyone's so close. We could be the team that clicks. We, Klopp could absolutely kick off and say, right, Henderson in centre-half. Henderson didn't do nothing wrong at centre-half. He played well. And I think the reason he put him in centre-half was, as we discussed, because we've lost the likes of Van Dijk and Gomez who can bring the ball out and pass. So I think that's what he's put him in there for, to be able to pass out from the defence. But he's got to go now, right? That hasn't worked. We need a centre-half next to Fabinho or Matter or both. We need to play our best team. We need to stop fucking about with the likes of putting Oxlade in centre-mid when he hasn't played for months. Stop playing Thiago every week, manage him properly and play Henderson, Wijnaldum and one of them. Keita when he's back. Winning the league is going to take some more some ag- aggressive decisions from Klopp. He's going to have to be brutal with them. The likes of Arnold, bring him out for a week and say, you're having me good enough, you're not playing. Things yeah. like that is where he changed the mindset of some players who are strutting around. So, yeah, I think we can absolutely still go on and win the league. If we do things right in the next few weeks, we could we could run away with it again. But personally, I'm not 100% confident that it's going to be us who, who clicks and runs away with it. Yeah. I, think, I think City, I think City are going to be this year they're going to be the ones who, who do it, unfortunately. We'll have to wait and see. Like you say, we need to turn it around fast. Um, the Villa game would be a nice one to turn it around in, but obviously the big one is is obviously United coming up with, with how they're playing. Like, well, I say how they're playing, they're not playing well, but they're winning, and that's what we were doing last season. And we that's- need to get back to that. See, me concern against Aston Villa is what Klopp's like with the FA Cup. He just couldn't give a fuck about it. So, yeah. got a sneaky feeling he'll go and play a load of kids there. But that could work in our favour. Mm, it could maybe. He could have a load of kids who are hungry to show that they deserve to be in the team. Taking Curtis, by the way, when I mentioned before, we didn't mention Curtis Jones in that midfield. And out the three of them, Henderson, Wijnaldum and Curtis Jones. Curtis Jones is in there somewhere. Yeah, he's got to be. He's been brilliant. So, has, yeah. I don't... Like, I understand him managing his game time because he's only young and he's still growing and that, but he's got to be playing. Yeah. Until he does something wrong. Like, he made that, that poor pass, didn't he? Um yeah. For the West Brom goal. But it's one pass. Thiago done five of them yesterday. Yeah. So, Alexander Arnold of them, so. I know. That's, I've never heard nothing like that in my life, to be honest. But, yeah. Don't get wrong. I've seen, I seen Liverpool fans on Twitter. Uh, earlier today, trying to put a positive spin on it, saying like, um, only the best players have high sort of numbers in that in that sense. Like, and I just thought you're just trying to make us sort of hard and not in there. Fuck off, go away. Uh, only the best players misplace the ball forty times. No, <laughs> they don't. Unfortunately, Mad. but um, no, Curtis Jones, you're right. He, he deserves to be in there, and it is about managing his game time, um, probably. But he's nineteen. He's going to be the he's. Well, he might not be the fittest out of the lot, but he's going to have the, the quickest recovery time out of the midfielder because he is so young. So it makes sense to give him as much game time as as we can because, as you say, he's been playing really good lately. Um, I just feel like, like Curtis Jones different from the rest of them. Thiago will get the ball and he'll play a fantastic 40-yard ball. Henderson will do the same. Wijnaldum is versatile, but 
I just I can't put my finger on what Ronaldo does really. I can't. I don't get like that game yesterday. I don't get what he brought to the table. He couldn't defend, couldn't tackle, and never really passed any balls into into the front three. So I didn't get what his purpose was being there. I'd rather have Curtis Jones there, running up and down, box to box like he does, cut, going onto the wing, cutting in, playing into the front three, and then getting back and defending. Bit of barren. So I don't know. It's mad, lad, but. Oh, I think Wijnaldum obviously didn't have his best game last night. None of them really did. But I think when he is on form, I think what he does different than the rest of the midfielders is he'll pick the ball up in front of the defence and he'll turn it into an and he'll just pick the ball up and number it and you'll end up outside the other, you know, the opposition's the opposition's box. I think he turns defence into into attack by running with the ball at the defence so quick and I don't know. I still think we I still say we need to get him a new contract and just Give him what I want, yeah. Kind of thing, but he's a valuable night. part of the team, lad. But as I say, the likes of, that's what I mean, though. The likes of yesterday, when he isn't, when he's not on his game, he's not involved whatsoever. He is absolutely like playing with 10 men, and a lot of them are. That's a, that's our problem at the minute. When one doesn't turn up, they all seem to not turn up, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think we've, we're still in with a show for the league, we're still top. Well, I'm never saying that again, but we are, we're, we're still top, but. When the others win the game in hand, we're playing chase then. Might work in our favour. It might be a little rude awakening for some of the players that like out of all of them, I think Arnold is the only one who would say is trotting round and doesn't seem doesn't seem interested, really. And that won't be the case, of course. It's just how we're looking at it from outside. Yeah. There'd be something to be a reason for what he's doing. But I think the likes of Mane, Salah, they're, they're involved. Well, Mane's involved in the game and Firmino but they're just making the wrong decisions at the wrong times Salah's n- not really getting involved when he is involved he's getting dragged to the fucking floor and getting nothing for it yeah. um, VAR decisions refereeing decisions everything's going against us at the minute and everyone has a spell like this so we've just got to hope that we come out the other side now Klopp flips plays a fucking realistic side doesn't play anyone just for the sake of the name so, as I say, Thiago against Man United, he could change the game, but I'd rather I'd rather play against them. Be cautious of their counter-attack because our defence is shit. And then bring Thiago on and rip them apart the last 20 minutes. That's what I'd, I'd personally like to see done. But yeah. I'm just no, me. It's, <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's been tough watching the last few games. Um, so, do, do we need to buy a centre-back in January, do you think? Fucking hell, lads. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to. And it's got no nothing to do with Williams and Phillips. They haven't done anything wrong, but you can't it's you can't expect it to play a kid every single week. Like just throw them into the deep end. We discussed it with Phillips. Phillips has looked well, but we've seen the pair of them are dead slow. The pair of them are a little bit unaware of like what's happened. They're still new, they don't know who they're playing with. They could be playing with Matic, they could be playing with Fabino. There's no structure. Yeah. Could be playing with a different three in front of them every week. So it, it's very hard. You need experience. And I, I literally couldn't give a fuck who we got. Just a body. Go and get Martin Skirtle back for all I care. <laughs> I'm not asked. Just someone who can defend. Yeah. I mean, it's going to, it's we're at a point now where we're going to get linked with every centre-back that's out there again. You know, it was the same when we were 
looking for a midfielder. We were getting linked with everyone, and it's it's always going to happen. We're we're one of the biggest clubs in the world, so we're always just going to get linked for the sake of being linked. Obviously, the name going on Twitter, you've probably seen it yourself, is that Sven Botman or something? Yeah, couldn't tell you anything about him. Honestly, I've never seen. I've him seen I've seen a clip of him, and he looks hard. That's about it. That's all I know. Seen his looks picture, and he looks like scared over there. So, <laughs> but that's that's all I want, mate. Fabino, Fabino is a great centre half. He's he's moulded into a great centre half, but he's not like bootless in his defending. He's he's dead like precise and he's not going to bring the ball out and and play. He'll, he'll play the odd good pass forwards, but because he, he's, he's out of position, he's gonna he plays it quite simple. Do you know what I mean? Um, when he's back in midfield, you need a player who can play next to Van Dijk every week. Who is is just gonna smash the ball? You need a character or a scale. Yeah. You, you can't be having like Gomez is is Sam bringing the ball out like Van Dijk, but a lot of the times he makes mistakes, and he has to chase back to get it. I just want a player who's gonna just fucking twat the ball away, get rid of it, defend. Doesn't have to play every week, but have the option of one of them. I'll just have someone who can do that. We yeah. haven't got one. We just haven't got Phil- one. Phillips is that defender, isn't he? We've said He's it. Just slow lad. Yeah, he just hasn't got... I mean, I think who was it? Was it Wilson for Newcastle? Um, Just completely... Absolutely <laughs> rolled him, yeah. Yeah, it was too That's going to happen, lad, because he's fast. So, like, Carragher was never fast. Skater was never fast. Agger was never very fast. But you just knew to just fucking get rid of the ball when you had to get rid of the ball. Yeah. And at the minute, Van Dijk's guilty of it. Gomez is guilty of it. Fucking Fabinho will be guilty of it. The kids, just too casual. You just need someone whose only sole purpose in our game is to just fucking get rid of the ball. And sometimes yeah. you need that in your team. Even our midfielders, we haven't got a midfielder who's that other than Milner. No, not really. Get Ragnar Klavan back. Kiriakos, lad. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. You just, you need, like... No-nonsense defender. You win them 1-0. You win them 1-0 against West Brom. Not long to go. Bring a centre-half on who can do that. Yeah, you can challenge a, def- a fucking striker and and head the ball away. Now Phillips is brilliant in the air, to be fair to him, but it's the ground play that's not great. But yeah. so, so we ever we can't fucking win, can we? Really, we just no. we just negative pair of bastards. No, to be no, honest, I, I was going to say that about the game as well. Though is you know I think at the minute Klopp can't win no matter what team he puts out. If he puts out a team of kids, people are going to piss and moan and say not taking the FA Cup seriously we should this is a chance to win it if he throws the full team out people will moan and say why are you putting the full team out a few days before the United game when we need to win that it's like he can't nearly win no matter what squad he puts out there I don't think No I agree I think he needs to have a mix but the likes of the Aston Villa game is where you should be playing playing the likes of Oxlade Chamberlain and then Shaqiri Minamino we've got a decent squad Yeah you Know what I mean but you need to you need to have a decent core I've, and I've always believed that, that if you've got a decent goalie, decent centre-half, centre-mid and striker, the branch players don't really fucking matter. As long as your full-backs can defend a bit and your wingers can go forward a bit, they don't really matter because they get bypassed. You need a good core. Um, if you put a good core out against Aston Villa and then plays the likes of Shaqiri and Minamino on the wings, but as it plays a, a managed salad or and Firmino up front yeah. and then you'd have Henderson or Thiago in the middle with with other branch players then not really arse as long as there's a few you, you just can't go from 
11 squad players to 11 first team players. You've got to you've got to have a, a balance. You want to see the likes of Adiki getting a run out against Villa? No, I don't, lad. No, he's he's like bringing on a crab. <laughs> he just got no. I don't know what's happened to him. He's got no fucking interest in getting on the ball, getting near the ball, getting in the box. He's just not interested. No. And it's the wrong way to go about getting a move, if you ask me, because I, I don't know anyone who'd be interested in it. Only Wolves, if you if you believe everything you read, like, but... I know. Um, uh, I just don't get Why? And and I hate it because I really like Adegi. Yeah, Genuinely do. I think he'll go, he'll go down in history. But he, he's gone. He's going into the mould now, where he's gonna go down like a bit of an ego biscan. Where he sort of was shit but good, yeah. and he's, he's better than that. If you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. When, when he was winning games for us, and that it was like, oh fucking hell, a reggie belter, a bit mad, and then he done it again, then again, then again, then again, and then fucking Barcelona. Then the cup final, and you're just thinking, "Fucking hell, he is a decent player. He's a goal scorer, but he's yeah. just gone off the boil." Yeah, it's just kind of fell over a little bit, only um, mad lad. For lack of a better term, but I mean, I just want to say, don't take Ego Biscan's name in vain ever again. Um, I'll be the last <laughs> that ever happens. No, Ego not... Biscan, he was a giant of a man in the middle with a man. <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean about that, though. It's he's going the wrong way about it, and I've said it for for weeks now, and. Well, since the start of the season, really, he just doesn't look arsed. I think he had the one good game against fucking Lincoln, where, where I think he scored. But other than that, he's done absolutely fuck all all season. I don't even think he played well against Lincoln. I think he stood out as... I think we played a load of kids, and the kids played well. And he stood out as absolutely shit. He scored a deflected goal, didn't he? Something like that, I think, yeah. I think the keeper parried it in. But yeah, no, he just doesn't look arsed, lad. But see, when I say about Igor Biscan. I proper liked Igor Biscan. I thought he never got the respect he deserved because he put himself about and he, he could play a ball, he could score from outside the box. He was a decent player. Yeah. But he was like a novelty player that when he scored, people smiled and laughed thinking, fucking hell, Igor Biscan scored there. Remember his goal against Fulham, lad? Four yeah, Side foot to the roof of the net. And even the Sky Pundits were like, fucking Igor Biscan <laughs> scored. <laughs> It's a bad day at Craven Cottage because even Igor Biscan scores. <laughs> you know, like, nah, you know what he was like. But he was just one of them players. Like he just, like you say, he put himself about. He worked hard, um, and he was he was just a bit of a workhorse, wasn't he? Which yeah, at the and time he's got he the Champions that. League medal. <laughs> so to be fair to him, lad, he was cru- he was quite crucial in in the Champions League that season for us. He was lad. So he, it's not like he's just coasted to the medal, is it? Like like no. Harry Hill, but. <laughs> oh God! No, but that's that's. I think that's just the way like Rigi's perceived now. He's he's literally a, he's like a bit of a novelty player when he scores. It's a bit of a fucking hell. It's a Rigi, and he he got himself out of that. But mm. now it's proven to be like he. I feel like he knows he's done all he can here, and he's 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 packed in. He's yeah. packed his bags, his suitcases are in the hall waiting to go. But there's no flights out the country because we're in fucking lockdown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I think for me, it's it's almost like he's in his head. He's going, well, I scored, I scored two against Barca and I scored in the final. I'm done now. I'm not asked who gives a fuck. I'm That's what it's like, lad. I've cemented my place in Liverpool's history forever. Come at me. Yeah, that's what and, it's like. But it's it like you say, it's the wrong way to go about it. Um, I think 
if his contract was up this season, he wouldn't be getting a new one. No, he wouldn't. It's just one of them as well. He got he got given a contract. He got the extra wages. He got the extra years, and he deserved it for what he done for us. And then yeah. once he's got that, he's gone. Fuck it. Nice I'm one. Done. <laughs> In a fair play, but I hate. Yeah, I just don't. I'd love him. I'd love him to do an Engog and come on against Man United and score the winner. I'd be delighted. And then Allison run and get on You know the what, show. though, in fairness, that would be the most divocative thing to happen. It would. Exactly, it would. So, yeah. It, it really would, but I just, he's just not the same. He's not performing the same as he was. I don't know what he could be strutting around again. I know that he's done all that and he deserves a start. Yeah. But the thing is, he's, he's got to know by now with Klopp. Klopp's not the type of manager to, to start people if they don't deserve it. So, if, if they fucking need deserve to start, he'd get a start. You know what yeah, I mean? It's as, it's as simple as that. Look at Jota. He, he made us change our shape because he was playing his way into the team. And Divock Origi could get himself in into the squad if he wanted to, but he clearly doesn't want to. And I'll imagine getting up and playing footy every week. What a sad life. <laughs> Bastard. I know, yeah. What, any news on Jota? Um, I mean, last I heard, I think he's back late January, so who knows, could be, that could be anything, that could be next week, it could be fucking, could be February for all we know, it's it's anyone's guess at the minute really. Can't but, wait to leave back. No, we need him back. Um, I would like to see us make a move for someone in the transfer window now, who that is, couldn't, I don't know, but I think it's one of them. I'm all, I'll Danny always, Ings. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. He'd get into it. He'd walk no, into it. Take Martin away from the finish, though. Finish was phenomenal. <laughs> Lad, it was absolutely brilliant. Like, he sort of knew where the goal he was going to be. Didn't even have to look up towards goal. He sort of gambled knowing how shit Arnold's been. Mm. It, it was as if he knew that that ball was going to him the way he marched on. Yeah. Just, he just sprinted past Arnold before the bot, and you're just thinking to yourself, cheeky bastard, what a goal. Fair play to him. I've always said the like things. I think there'd be, a, there'd be a place in our squad for him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But he, he's too good, too good to sit on a bench, and he's yeah. too influential at, at a smaller team as well. But, yeah, he's a talisman, isn't he? So. Yeah, he's a great lad. Fucking yeah, great. He's, he's, he's one of them. I never wanted us to sell him, but I can understand why he wanted to go. He probably, I think there's probably a part of him that didn't want to leave, but felt he had to leave because he is, he was never going to be a starter at Liverpool, he probably thought. Yeah, and I think, sorry, the hard part for us with a striker is Firmino. And I have this argument all the time. Some people say Firmino, shite. He, he, had, he had been in bad form at the time, but then you see him against the likes of Palace and that, them magical goals he scores and the nitty-gritty stuff he does off the ball. All the running around, the way he brings his centre halves out so the wingers can get in. He's a self he's a selfless player. And I don't think we're the same t- we wouldn't see when people go on about Mbappe and that, we've discussed it before. Having a striker whose only purpose is to score goals and fuck the rest of his teammates off, along with two wingers who are only really interested in scoring goals, you don't score as many goals. And it sounds mad, but you don't. You need to have one of the front three. Willing to give something for the yeah, rest completely of completely selfless, and he's the man who does it. So, so I think I'd, I'd love I'd love a striker who could come on off the bench and score. And we've got one in Jota, uh, but he he may be too good to leave on the bench as well. So, I mean, it's I think difficult. what 
I'd love to, I'd possibly love to see, I've said before, the front three with Jota leading the line and Firmino behind them. Yeah, no, you've said that before and I think it would work. Like I say, Jota has played that well for us that he forced us into changing our shape and it, and it has worked. So we know it can be done. Um, and I think if you've got four players like that who, who can all work well together and are in form, it makes, it makes sense to start them all together. And I think if you've got the likes of Minamino's sort of finally, like you say, he had his best game for us against Palace. Minamino um, comes from Japan. <laughs> he's finally starting to look like he's gelling properly into the squad. You've got Shikari, if well, yeah, but you've got Shikari as well if he can stay fit. I know he didn't have his best game last night, but again, no one did. Um, but if you keep him fit, you've got someone who can change the game. Um, I was actually saying last night, and I haven't said this since he left. I think last night was one of them games where I think you miss someone like Coutinho a little bit. Not for anything other than the fact that he'll pick the ball up from 30 yards out, find a little bit of space and have a go. And we have no one will do that. But that's what that's what you sort of hope Thiago will do. But when even when you like judges his performances from Munich and Barca, he's been brilliant. Yeah. But he hasn't never got many assists or many goals. And and as Carragher said yesterday, he feels like he's a he's the one before the assist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He'll play the ball into a position where someone can assist someone, and that's just as influential. But oh yeah, massive. We, we do need it, and that's where Curtis Jones. Does he does it? He'll take a man on and curl it round him into the far corner. He's done it a few times, and yeah. I think um, we could do it. A, it's hard. We could do it a few players. I think at the minute, even the likes of your, um, I think Shakiri's that sort of player. He'll try and bend on him, but Minamino, Minamino, Mane, Salah, Firmino, they all they their sole purpose to just run towards the box. Yeah, that's what they do. Firmino will run out to make space, but. In terms of goals and that, they're all they're all pretty much box players, I think. Yeah. And it's sometimes we've we've laughed at Arsenal for years who've tried to do it, even under Wenger, when they, they play all that pitter patter footy and they get fuck all near the goal. You wouldn't get near the goal, you wouldn't have no shots, and you're just thinking, what is the point in your your tactics? And yeah. the last few games, that's what we've been like. Yeah, I agree. Let's let's go away from from us, but stay with us at the same time a little bit. Um, I want to look at one little positive, uh, and it's Harvey Elliott at Blackburn. I think um, I've got a mate in where who's a Blackburn fan, and he's just he's raving about him all the time. But he just looks phenomenal in that league. For and he looks a there. level above, doesn't he? Yeah, I have I have kept an eye on him. Um, I think what was his latest goal where he he's run down the wing, cut in, and then just sort of passed it, passed the goalie into the net from an angle. Yeah. And then just trotted around the goal and you just think you cheeky little bastards. <laughs> but he is, he's he's another one. Um he could he can influence a game, he can change a game. Don't know at this standard yet, but even when he's played for us, he, he's looked he's looked good. He's very, he's very confident on the ball, isn't he? And I think I, I see you see that with Jones as well, how how confident Jones is on the ball. Um and Elliot's got that like bit of flair about him that bit of cocky bit of swagger that he believes in himself and that's what yeah. you need at that young age you've got to come in and say to the, the leading men in that team listen fucking I'm as good as you Put, and I'm going to take your place and that's what he's got to do yeah but that, I mean, that's the problem at the minute I don't think we've got like we haven't if, if Mane goes off there's no one like him to bring on who's tricky and fast and can change direction like him 
Elliot's a bit like him where he can stop the ball dead and then go past you. Salah, the same. We haven't got no one really to replace him. Shaqiri's a different type of player. Minamino. I, I just see Minamino as like... He's not a winger. He's not going to... I don't think he's going to get the ball on the wing and beat a man. I feel like he's like a, a six-yard box striker. Or he's going to get the ball with his back to goal in the box and, and, and play it off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. don't think he's that type of player. So yeah, I, see him, I see him as a bit of a, like an attacker mid myself. Like playing just behind the striker. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like You can't see... He's not going to beat a man. He's not going to go on the wing. He's sort of like... He's that type of player that would be the, the next pass before the goal sort of thing. Yeah. Like I've used him before. He'll get us back to goal in the box and lay it off or think it in. But you've just got to, you've got to start using these players. Minamino, you know, he hasn't done a thing wrong. He, he played his best game and then he hasn't played a game since. But hey, going back to Harvey Elliott, he, is, he could be a game changer for us. But I thought that about Wilson and I haven't seen him since. No. Well, he's gone to Cardiff on loan, hasn't he? So... Um... Which yeah, your job, another one who we all thought was gonna be the next big thing. But I don't know, Harvey Elliott was never making I mean, sorry, Wilson obviously got an international cap very early in his career. Um Shea or Joe. There's nobody talking about these players the way they're talking about Harvey Elliott when they were sixteen. And I think that's the difference. Like he's gone to Blackburn at seventeen on loan. And Tony Mowbray, I've read seen an interview with him saying he's Harvey Elliott's come in the door and he said to his senior players, look for Harvey Elliott, give the ball to Harvey Elliott. He might only be 17, but nine times out of ten, he makes the right decision. Yeah, um, he's a boss lad. And I think that's the one thing that always sort of sets sort of the Premier League and the Championship apart for me. It's the decision-making of some of the players. You see some players in the Championship and think you do boss in the Premier League, but then he'll be he'll be one-on-one with the goalie and try and pass to the player behind them or something. You know what yeah. I mean? And well, that's what we've been doing the last week. I know, it's weird. Yeah, we're and playing championship think, football. You just trying to uh, it's time to walk in at the moment. We're not we're not gambling enough. It's even times yesterday when like the ball's dropping and Arnold, for instance, about fucking ten times just let their he just stood with his feet on the floor and let their player jumping at the ball. I'm just thinking, jump up, you fucking lazy bastard. Do something. Yeah. Try and win the ball, have that fight where you want the ball more than your opponent and that. That's all we're lacking at the minute. Yeah. Barring that and shots and goals and playing well. That's all the Ah, Jesus Christ. I've got to laugh about it, otherwise I'll cry, honestly. Um, like you said, spoiled, we have. I was just about spoiled. to say, we've been spoiled. Especially last season. Like, what, what, I think we're 14 points or 13 points down on this stage last season. Like, that's, that's a, it's a stupid difference, you know what I mean? It's, it's ridiculous. But, it is ridiculous, but last season, Man City would have been there or thereabouts still, about yeah. 10 points above us, and they're not. So, I've always said before, usually when Liverpool are shit, everyone else capitalises, and we're literally, this time, 10, 14 points behind, and this season we're not. So, we, bit of luck, lad. A few players back. Van Dijk gets back as early as possible. Can't see it, but hopefully. Um, Klopp starts playing a cemented midfield three. And starts paying a centre back with Fabinho or Matip. So that's what I prefer. Yeah. Personally, I prefer to see Matip playing centre half with one of the kids and Fabinho and Henderson in the midfield with fucking Curtis Jones or Ronaldo 
and then having Tia, the likes of Tiago and Keita to come on. Yeah. That, but, but I just sort of mean that, that Tia, Tiago is, I think he's going to be more of an influential player to bring on rather than starting with him. Yeah. At least at the minute, anyway, I think. Well, he needs still to be able to front three away. If the front three starts off shit, then no matter what Tiago does, it's not going to fucking make a difference. Could yeah. play t- 30 billion passes into the box. If your front three is not on it, doesn't make a blind bit of difference, lads. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's just fingers crossed. I think is, is it Friday we play Villa? Is it Friday Villa? As I say, hopefully it's a balanced team. Hopefully he goes for the win. Again, if he doesn't, they've already smashed us this season. If yeah. he doesn't play a decent side, lad, and confidence is low, he could do it again. So well, he's got to go. They're going to put the squad out. So yeah, they will. Got to, you just got to, um, they'll play full strength to say as long as we play a strong core and have a, a the, the key for us is having a decent defence yeah but for now we haven't had one all season so it's going to be a tough game but I mean like you say if we play if we, if we have a good balance um, a few kids in there who, who are wanting to make an impression wanting to make a name for themselves kind of thing I think helps um, you know give give Jones a run out uh, Minamino Shakiri uh, maybe with Firmino up front or something like that. Um, I play. I play Williams right back. I play um, Firmino centre half with Phillips. Play Robbo left back. I play Anderson, Anderson Jones and Oxlade, and then I play Shakiri, Minamino, and and Mane up front. Would you not? Would you not like to see a gamble? And it would be a gamble, even though they're both centre half. But would you not like to see a gamble of Phillips and Williams together at centre half? No, <laughs> no, it wouldn't, lads. It would be a gamble. I think. You, I think that's the problem when you've got kids coming through. Is you need a leader next to them. I think it's 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 too much to throw them both in together when. They will be told in games, just watch his step, just do this, do that. And when you haven't got that, I think it's a bit more difficult. So, no, I don't think either of them are ready to be partnered next to the other, yeah. Even that, like, imagine playing imagine playing Williams, Phillips and Williams when they're yeah, all going to be a bit low in confidence. Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't fucking... Wouldn't ruin their lives by playing them next to Alexander Arnold either, because he just he just fucking totally forget they existed, and they'd be fucking isolated at every every attack. So, uh, what about thinking? Oh, would, you go, would you go Kelleher and go? Yeah, Kelleher and go, and then as I say, um, one of the kids. I, I can't remember whether Seth Fabino sent it out now. Yeah, you did. Did I? So I, I I was going to say Matic, but. It's not worth risking a player like him who could get injured. I don't think he'd even be back, will he? He was meant to be on the bench yesterday, weren't he? Did he not make the bench? I don't think so, no. So I think that's why we have both Phillips and, and Thingy on the bench. Um, oh, no, it was. It was Phillips and Williams on the bench, weren't it? Yeah. No, I think he's. I think Matter's a little, still a little bit off. I think him and uh, Jota probably be back around the same time. What's um, your thoughts on Matter? We've laughed about before. We said on one of the last podcasts that he'll be injured in two weeks. Mm. Now I'm seeing people on, on like Facebook and that 
on like forums and on Twitter saying time for him to go. But why? Like um, we got him for all. He's a brilliant defender. He gets injured. People make out that when you're injury prone, you're choosing to be injured and you're just shit out. He's fucking yeah. injury. He gets injuries. That that's just part of the game. Yeah, like you said, we've got to manage him properly. But no, I disagree with anyone who says we need to get rid of him. I think after Van Dijk, um, he's our best defender. He um, is, yeah. He's he's comfortable on the ball. You, you know, I love seeing his little fucking gazelle runs out with the ball, lad, like he's fucking messy. But oh, have you seen that's that, um, that, that Twitter account? No, no context. context. Yeah, love it. And he showed him it, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he, he loved those as well, didn't he? Yeah. I just love the one. Um, I think it's the Super Cup, and they're all like that, lifting the lifting stuff, and he's just like, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's fucking, he's boss. He's a character, but, lad. He's a, but he's a good player, lad. He's, he, as I say, he's good on the ball. He, he, he fits the sort of the philosophy how we want to play really well. I'm thinking when Van, when him and Van Dijk are together, lad, it's brilliant. But right now we need him back. <laughs> yeah, he's a good lad. We yeah. need, but we need to sit. Again, I do say we need a centre-half, but I think at the minute, teams are going to know we need a centre-half. They're going to put the Liverpool tax on that. They're going to, you know, for players worth 5 mil, they want 20 for them. Or 25. Oh, so that's one thing we might have to deal with. But is it going to be worth it just for someone to come in and play for six months and then not really play again after that? Exactly. You know, do we do we look at a loan or something even? You know, I know that's not really the way we do things, but... For a short-term option, is it is it worth looking into a loan? You know what I mean. Stephen Corker's available, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Put him on up front. Where yeah. header? Fucking hell! I, I mean, to be fair, with with the crosses, lad, he'd get fucking fifteen a season for, doesn't he? I know. <laughs> Unless Trent was putting them in. No, I've nailed I've nailed Trent today, and I think it's only right because everyone everyone who's who's playing for Liverpool can get criticised and he isn't playing great do you know what I mean this is like a chat in the pub between me and you and we sent won't hear this yeah. but if he did and he questioned it I'd just be I'd say it was like if you were me mate in the pub I'd say you'd be in shit lad yeah. sort your head out fucking stop strutting around play well it's this abuse on Twitter that you're fucking shit and all this I don't like it so well, that's it there's, there's ways to go about your mates. talk amongst your mates talk amongst ourselves about bad views on on the fuzzy, but don't be going to if you're not gonna go up to him in his face and say you're fucking shit you then don't do it on Twitter. Yeah. And it, what gets me with that, and we've talked about it a lot on here, but what gets me with that, it's the ones who, who are giving the abuse out always go, Are we not allowed to be critical of players anymore? It's like, well yeah, oh, you're no. right, but there's a way to go about it. You're allowed to say you haven't been good enough lately, but then you don't go to them and go, hey do a favor, just top yourself there. Well, even that, I put, I put on Twitter yesterday on the Scouse Power account. I put, like, he's a huge concern at the minute. It's Trent. I didn't tag him in it. No. Didn't want him to see it. I was talking behind his back because that's what you're meant to do. <laughs> you don't want them to see it. That's what it's about. It's not being a shit house. It's, you're not like you're talking about one of the lads from from work. Yeah. You're talking about a lad who you're, you're watching who you know is a really good player and he's having a bad time but you can't ignore it because he's Trent. You've got to Still, it's it's a debate to be had in it, but unfortunately, it's 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 our turn to be shit for a, for a few weeks. Let's hope our our blip only lasts three games, eh? Um, it's lasted four so far, so. <laughs> <laughs> nah, because we had Palace was before we started being shit again, so we're all right. It's not four games but it, yet. 
to say, even that, like, we Fulham fucking tore us apart the first 20 minutes because they'd been out of sight. Yeah. Then West Brom could have scored a few past us. Newcastle didn't really do fuck all, but neither did we. They had that one clear-cut attack, didn't they? And then yeah. Southampton had that, that one attack. And that, that lad who come on, that big string of pissness when he made Allison, he never scored. But oh, other than that, Greg, we're not playing. I, I just literally just put my head down and thought, that's a f- what the fuck's Allison doing there anyway? Yeah. First and foremost. But then when I seen the replay, it was it was just a clever decision to come out. He, he nearly got it. So I just think we're not playing. We're not. It's our, we're not like not getting in their box. We're not not creating chances. We're just making the wrong decisions at the wrong times. The likes of yesterday, if Mane, it's the the one he scuffed mm. as hard as he can. Roof of the net, we've scored. If Robbo tries to shoot instead of pass, he's scored. We get a penalty. We could be out. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. one of them. We're not we're not playing absolutely shit. We're just having individual errors cost us. And we're not playing with the same intensity and we're not as clinical. But as Palace seen, it will come again. Yeah. And we were extremely lucky against Palace because they, they could have scored fucking three past us. So yeah. It's just one of them. It'll oh, come the, again. The Palace game, as soon as we got, got our first goal in the second half, they they folded completely then. But up until that point, they didn't, like you say, they didn't actually play too bad. It was only after that where it was like they were like, fuck this, can't be awesome. We just just need need a little bit of luck, lad. I was watching a bit. I know we don't. I know we um, results haven't been great in that, and people are blaming the referees. But I did have had a little look at a video yesterday of all the decisions that have gone against us this season, and it's fucking ludicrous. It's it's, it's, ten, it? it's bizarre, lads. It's absolutely bizarre. And then, funny enough, something I hadn't seen that I got sent in a group chat today: the four referees who've been fucking us over on holiday together. Oh, in Thailand. Away from the wives, all with new beards and brasses and that. Fucking published that. Get that published, rats. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that myself. No, I think, as I say, it, we, it's easier to, I think it's easier to blame the refs when we've had a few bad games. Like I said, last night, I don't think, well, it's hard to say, I don't think it wouldn't have made a difference, but you, when you're not when you're not clinical, two, like we went last Two penalties, night, a possible sending off, and a booking would have made a difference, lad, because you were allowed to do it all game. Like, that money penalty, is exactly the same as Pogba's, but he doesn't tip himself up. He actually yeah. gets fucking tipped up. It's a penalty every day of the week. The handball is exactly like Gomez against Man City. We, yeah. we, it's a penalty. It's a fucking. It's handball. His arm is out of a natural position. Doesn't matter that he's jumped in the air towards the ball. It's a penalty. Yeah, it's one of them. But, but even even the likes of like um, there was a bit when for uh, forced there for them in goal. Come out and got fouled by his own teammate, and it was fouled against us. It's like, hang on, how do you work that one out? Exactly. We still it's missed just, when the ball it was like, and the referee blew. We still yeah, couldn't fucking score. <laughs> um, it's stuff like that that went against us last night. Just literally, but I'm glad. I'm glad Klopp come out and he named the referee and he said that's fucking wrong what he's done. The way he's the way he had a go at Mane and that, and he just ignored it. And I just think. Some go your way, some don't, but it's getting, it's becoming an absolute farce now. I think there was the other one where um, I think it was Stevens had Salah in a full on headlock. Yeah. <laughs> then the game before that, Mane's dragged to the floor by his knee. Oh, yeah. He's jumping over the keeper. That's a yeah. penalty. If, if Mane goes down, oh, no, he didn't go down, did he? So, the penalty. 
That's it. He didn't but that's what, that's where that. VAR should be coming in. That goal scoring opportunity is being hindered by a goalkeeper, but because he hasn't gone to ground, they haven't looked at it. But you can yeah. fucking see it there and then. Mm. I'm, I'm losing my rag with VAR again, lad. Pack it in. Yeah, let's let's move on. Um, and I think we've got to finish um, with some sad news, unfortunately, haven't we? Uh, passing to Jerry Marsden. Um, just yeah, it's just a blow for the city as a whole. Um, I think even Blues would would say how, how big of a person he was for the city. I don't think he realised how big he was and how influential he was in not just Liverpool, but that of football. I've seen tweets from the likes of Celtic and Dortmund tanking him, and you think, you know, he, he was massive. I've been out, my bed on off the stairs and said, I've got some sad news. And I was like, what is it? She went, Jerry Marsden's died. And I was like, fucking hell. And I had to little, put a bit of his music on. Even like, him and the pacemakers, some of their other stuff was brilliant, you know. Oh, well, yeah. Um, they were up there, the Beatles, at the same time. Only for the Beatles, they could have been the, the lead band. They could have been them instead, yeah. Yeah, but say everything they wrote, everything they wrote about the city was passionate and heartfelt. Yeah. And it is, it's a sad one. Um, it's a, don't know what, how he's passed, and I didn't know, I didn't know he was ill. No. But I'll always remember being at Anfield. And him being there and singing and I've walked along and it was unbelievable. Yeah. It's um, one, of, one of them songs. I think every time I hear it, I, I get goosebumps and it's not even just like it's not even just Jerry and the Pacemaker's version, even like Jamie Webster's version that he brought out last year. I listen to that lad and I get the same feeling. It's just some versions of the song just are perfect and Jerry and the Pacemaker's one, even though obviously it's not the original, will always stand as the best version of it. Um I always try not to listen to any other versions because of that, because Jerry's voice in there is ridiculous and I don't think it can be matched, but you've got to respect anyone who tries to cover it. Mm. Um, I think, think the Ragamuffins had a go as well and they, I actually, I think I messaged Dave from the Ragamuffins and said that's brilliant, that. Because it was absolutely... Everyone puts their own little twist on it, it's brilliant, but there'll only be one you'll never walk alone and that's Jerry Marsden and the Pacemakers. Yeah. Um. You know, even Ferry Cross the Mersey, when I listen to that, I've got stories from my childhood going on the ferry with my ma, and we'd sit by the Albert Dock and watch the Goths play on the skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we used to just hope one of them would fall off, and it's still something me and my ma talk about. And funny enough, for Christmas, I got my ma a candle of Ferry Cross the Mersey. Yeah. So it is, it's, it's, he'll live in everyone's heart forever, and he'll go down as, as a legend of the city for forever, but not just yeah. Liverpool. The likes of Dortmund and Glasgow as well. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, I had a, I put a tweet up about it after after the news broke, and then somebody uh, somebody got in touch with me. I don't know if you've seen it on the tweet from. Basically, she she's on some Slovakian radio, English speaking Slovakian radio, and asked me to record some answers for her about Jerry and about the song and that for Slovakian radio. So, um, did you do it? Yeah, yeah. Delta. Uh, thought why not, but that. Even like you know, just the fact that like Slovakian radio, she she's got nothing to do. Like she, from what I can tell, she weren't a Liverpool fan or nothing. And just the fact that somebody wants to do a story about him because he's passed away, just shows the measure of the man. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think what what's sad and I say it every time something happens is that we don't realise how how good people are or how talented or how special they were and how much they meant to the city or 
your family or people until they've gone. And I think I think we only like respect people when they're gone. I think there should be more done for people who are here. Because like said Jerry, he should have been acknowledged by the club every year, every time he played the songs, you know what I mean? Yeah. It should be something that is is done more while they're still alive. And I think say Jerry Marsden is the whole voice and soul of the city of Liverpool and the likes of Dortmund and Glasgow. So as far as I'm concerned, as long as that song's about Jerry's with us. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um so yeah, we're I'm gonna we're gonna I'm gonna leave you with uh Jerry at the end of this, but just wanna say thanks to everyone for listening again. Um if you haven't listened to our episode of Razor, go and do it, please. It'll cheer you right up. It really will. Um we had a fucking absolute fucking laugh with him. It was just it's the craziest thing I've ever done in my life. It was fantastic. Felt like being in the boozer with him. And as I said, said to him, didn't I? I'm getting you booked for Christmas. He's like, oi, oi. I messaged him. He didn't reply, actually. You'll have to text him and tell him I'm fuming. <laughs> but um, lad, the first line, the first line in his book is, all right, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> and I can just hear him saying it. And I thought, that's yeah. fucking bother. No, honestly, it was, it was phenomenal. The video of it is on YouTube as well. So, uh, please go and have a look at it. You know where to find us at LFC Groove on Twitter um, and at Liverpool Groove on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and I think we'll leave you with a quote from uh, Bill Shankly about Jerry Marsden. You've probably seen this yourself over the last few days. Um, and basically it was, Jerry, my boy, we've given you a team, you've given us a song. So Rest in peace, Jerry. Rest in peace, Jerry. When you walk through a storm, hold your head up high and don't be afraid of the dark. At the end. Of a stone, there's a golden sky and the sweet silver sound of love. Walk on through the way.
Social Podcast Network.